We're recording. Yeah. <clears throat> so I overslept because I wasn't used to my new alarm clock. I was expecting it to get more intense, mm-hmm. but it had reached maximum intensity and just stayed there for like an hour. And and you're like, well, this isn't max int- intensity, so that means that it must not be time to wake up yet. Right. I was like, surely it will get more intense and it will force me to wake up, but it did not. So I just stayed sort of half asleep for an extra hour by accident. Yeah. That's <laughs> funny. Uh, yeah. Um, we, we got there because I have a new lamp. Yours is a new lamp. We're, we're bringing light into our lives. I know. It's so dark this January. I have no windows in my apartment. I have no windows in my oh. studio. I have no windows at my work. I don't see enough sunlight. Yeah, you need it. Yeah, so I got the sunlight lamp. And I think it's going to be fine as soon as I adjust to it. Nice. <laughs> I can make it louder. I just didn't know what a good point of reference was. But yeah. it didn't matter that I was late because my recording session later is canceled. Bummer. But also it all worked out. Yeah. Sort of. We're going to do it next week. There you go. Nice. Oh, I'm excited for that. Um, Are you going to be around next next Sunday? Probably. Yeah. Hang out at the studio a little bit? Oh, yeah. Take a couple <laughs> photos. Uh, yeah. Cool. I'd love to do that. Let's, uh, let's pod. Let's start it. Adventure Guy. Welcome to Adventure Guys, the podcast for humans and dogs. I'm Eric the Human. I'm Nick the Human. Welcome to episode 104. 104. It seems like we hit 100 a long time ago. We're not making that much progress, but I think our <laughs> our concept of episode 100 may not be numerically accurate. <laughs> oh, right. Because <laughs> of how it unfolded uh, right. for everything. I also feel like it's been a fucking eternity since our last episode. Oh yeah, it's been a long time since then. Since episode one, the one hundredth episode special, and episode one hundred. <laughs> I mean, wasn't uh, it around uh, Halloween? It was before Halloween. Yeah. yeah. So it was like so long ago. Although it's funny, I I talked. I was on episode one hundred four, and I saw Dave Lucas not too long ago, who was one of the guests on our hundredth episode special when we were calling around, and I was like, oh yeah, we're recording, you know, episode one hundred two. He's like, wait. Wasn't I on the 100th episode? That was like forever ago. And I was like, <laughs> well, there was the special. Yes. But it wasn't episode 100. He was like, okay. <laughs> and I, I was like, I, at first he felt like, I was like, I hope he doesn't feel like uh, we wasted him or like, you know, but I, he didn't. Um, and when I saw him actually, Eric over there, this is the gift I wanted to show you. It was his Dave's birthday on Friday. I went to have drinks with him at a sake bar and a bunch of people. And he gave me these Adventure Time comics. Oh, shit. Let me get them. They're like, it's like the first four, five. I think I have volume three. I think I just picked the volume three randomly one time. Yeah, so this is, which we've talked about these comics. I've never seen them. They, uh. Yeah, so this is. I think who this is who one, wrote two, them? Three, four, five. There's some different, five, different five volu- He gave me five volumes. He's moving. So he was like, 
we have too much shit for where we're moving. So he, he was like, he brought things to there to just give away to people. <laughs> That's awesome. And he brought me these. I was so touched. I'd go to his birthday and I get a gift. <laughs> um, who wrote these? Great question. Because I, I think at least one of the writers on those comics wound up being a storyboard artist for the show. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Ryan North wrote this. I think Ryan North has a few storyboarding credits in the actual series. I know that name. And I think he started as a writer for the comics. And these adaptation comics are always a little bit weird because they came after the show and they're like not strictly canon, but a lot of times they're really awesome. Um, I read a lot of the Rick and Morty comics during the break between season two and three, which was uh-huh. very long. And it's, it's basically like you're getting free extra episodes. Wow. Yeah. I, um, Dave said to me, he's like, once you burn out adventure time or you've seen all the episodes and he's like, and you just want to spend more time with the characters. He's like, this is perfect. And I still have, I have the, um, the other book over there from him, which I still haven't read. Oh yeah. The encyclopedia. Yeah. Mainly because we, we watched this at a nice gentle pace and, I feel like I have so much adventure time ahead of me uh, that I don't need to speed yeah. through any of this. Cause like, I, I feel like we could do an episode on each of these volumes or something. Right. Well, that's what I'm just realizing. I was Which, like, once we get through all of the show and yeah. Fiona and cake and all the extra ancillary episodes, then we can do, then we do the comics the and the comics. books. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. That's yeah. why I haven't read it yet. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure I just have volume three, uh, and like you can read them in any order. They're not like they're not like linked to the plot in any way. They're just like good standalone adventures. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he liked it. I I started reading a new comic you, recently. Oh yeah, um, because dude, this was crazy. We had Unfreeze McGee yes uh, on Thursday, and our call time was 10 a.m. And so it was a 16 hour show Do they <laughs> like have, for me. <laughs> so I imagine there was crazy production being brought in. Yeah. Um, they had a, a 18 wheeler of wow. all their fucking gear. Uh, did they play two nights? No, just, just the one, one night. Okay. Um, they did two sets. Okay. No opener. Um, huge production. They had 20 people on their crew. Yeah. So I, we were there early, unloaded their truck, got them all set up by the time, like, three o'clock rolls around like five hours like they are set up and good to go so then they have three hours before doors open to sound check and rehearse and try out new things for the show um which is basically what all these jam bands do like because they improvise so much they just sort of like figure things out during sound check (laughs) is what i cool you get three hours yeah yeah i mean well i mean most bands like they'll get like maybe an hour hour and a half um but yeah they showed up early like obviously because they had a huge production so they did have three hours kind of like fuck around and do whatever they needed to do and the house staff like were just kind of there just witnessing it um and like a lot of times like they weren't playing like there would be like 20 minutes where they're just like oh let me like go over here and like figure something out and like so it, you know it'd be silent in the venue i was reading comics i just had three hours to, like hang out in the middle of the oh but you haven't had to do had a chance to do in a while yeah <laughs> what did you read uh, I started reading Ex Machina. Did you, did you like, oh, did you just like walk out and go to a comic book store? No, no. I just uh, sat by one of the bowling lanes on one of the comfy couches and uh, I, I I brought the um the book with me because okay. I, I bought it on tour last month when I was in Texas. Sweet. And I didn't have a chance to crack into it. Um, 
But yeah, it's a, it's a Brian K. Vaughn book mm. um, that I didn't know much about. It was like one of the only ones that I hadn't really looked into because um, everything he writes is awesome. And uh, it's kind of like the last big book by him that I haven't read. So I started reading it and it's like, oh yeah, I haven't read comics in a while. This is fun. Should make more time for it. I miss it. I, uh, I've been so, honestly, I was, I've been so just overwhelmed with work. Um, I know it's a topic that you feel and <laughs> yeah. lots of people in this world do. Um, and I'm not complaining about it, uh, cause I do get to do some cool things, but it is hard when you just like lose that time yourself. Like I was even like, even it was even post pandemic, but, um, I guess it was like a year ago or like end of 2021, but really like a year ago where I was like reading why the last man, which is really fun. And the inkle and, uh, cause I was, I was just reminding that time. Cause I was just watching these like skateboard videos, which I used to watch and art. And I was just like, man, I miss when I had enough time to like, just be diving in on all art things and skateboarding yeah. and comics and, <clears throat> and culture. Like, I mean, I still, I'm trying to make time for music, but it's fun to have these other inspirations in your life. Yeah. I've, I've had so limited free time recently that it's like the things that I want to dive into. I have to like be efficient about yeah. my decisions. Like, do I want to start this or do I want to start this? And then I like, I've fret over it for so long that I don't wind up doing anything. <laughs> I know, like I was really juggling a lot of projects that was very fun, um, and I had a lot of time. And now I'm having to like focus my time a little more, which is making me think, like, oh man, if I just focused when I had all the time, I would have really gotten things done. The the, the juggling is sort of there, but uh, I want to read, get back to some some comics too. I mean, I did read also the the Incal and before the Incal last year, which was pretty good. Yeah, I still want to read those. I want to read his. Get, now like, you have to get the after like his, what 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 his his tarot book oh yeah that that exists i haven't really looked at it um he's like 90 yodorowsky yeah what's he doing right now they're making taiko atiti is making thing call that's right and i think he later like there i saw an interview where they were sort of like are you jealous or did you want to do it and he literally i think was sort of like I'm too old to do it. Like, I don't have the energies. Like you need to like, really want to prove something to make a movie. <laughs> yeah. He said something like that. He's 93. Cause there's like him with, um, but it's like kind of crazy. Like those books, I was like reading it. I was like, during this time, I guess he still made, he didn't make that many movies. Um, during the time that he was making the ankle and the ankle took like a long time. Like they came out over a long period of time, yeah. Um, which I guess is it, it is interesting. Like I feel like when you read these volumes, and same thing with like Why the Last Man, you just burn through it. But you're like, I don't. I wonder how long Why the Last Man was for those five books. Um, I think it was about five years. It was right. a, it was a monthly series for about five years. Um, they didn't go straight through uh, they took some breaks in 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 the middle uh-huh. that's what um that's what his other his current book saga does they'll do one a month for six months and then take like a four or five month break and then they'll do another six month straight run um and they've been doing that for a little while yeah that's it's cool but I, I miss i miss that I miss read i used to read a lot more i'm still i'm still exercising and 
and working on on music but like a lot of the reading i was doing for a long time is has faded books and comics as well as some of the other fun activities and it's kind of a bummer it's one of those hard parts of life where you're just like god damn it i have to like prioritize i know right it, now we're getting to the point where it's like oh uh, mid-30s like i've been working my ass off for like fucking since 12 years yeah. 13 years since school it's like shouldn't i be at a point that's a little bit more comfortable now yeah <laughs> why, why am i still going like so fucking hard all the goddamn time yeah i know i know that's how i feel um but alas I, mean, I, I guess I'm, I am in a more comfortable place in a lot of respects. This is a, I, I was thinking about it, this apartment is, is very nice. And I was reflecting on m- my first apartments. I don't, I don't know if you ever stayed at those. Um, maybe one. No, I no. think I only saw the other end of a zoom call. Right. For, <laughs> for the, the last spot you were in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, going back to my first apartments, I was like, okay, I have progressed somewhat in life. So that's nice, but yeah, I'm I'm going crazy in my part. The no windows thing is that's really harsh. Yeah, <laughs> one I lived in for a while had one window into a courtyard. I guess down here is pretty. There's not a lot of windows, but um, there are big, but they look right at a concrete wall. <laughs> but uh, I'm doing okay with it, just because <laughs> the window to a concrete wall. That's such a New York thing. <laughs> yes, I was going to say the other one was like a window into a big like courtyard, and I was on like sixth floor of like eight floors and it was just like a brick courtyard and like a pit at the bottom which you couldn't even access and i was like which was like concrete it's like i was like this is kind of jail vibes <laughs> in terms of like what the view is not that i'm in i'm not i would never want to make a comparison of that but you know what i mean like you're like yeah oh all right it's like when uh like living in the dorms at university of delaware mm-hmm. and like they were designed by literal prison architects they were yeah wow. like the rodney buildings like yeah they were uh they were built in the 70s during like like riots and stuff um like a lot of like college protests and stuff so wow. like they just got a like a well-known prison architect to design those buildings yeah it's like that's why they're all like weirdly maze-like there's there's not a lot of like straight hallways to like wow game yeah, momentum yeah. running down <laughs> now it's interesting when i think about those dorms uh and rodney um and I lived over at Dickinson, which was right next to Rodney, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think about Rodney, I, I go over there. There's something, there's a dining hall I used to go to. But then this is an interesting thing I want to posit to you um, is I remember going over there and I was playing guitar at the time and like music, but I remember like going by and seeing like a dude playing like, I don't know if it was Sublime or Oasis or <laughs> Dispatch or something and singing it and like playing and singing it well. And some people were listening and I was always like, oh, I should like I, I that was never something I really wanted to do. Playing guitar was like be the basically be the guy at the college party with the guitar that sings the songs. Ugh, ugh. And and is like that guy. I, and I what's interesting t- to me is is I think there's value to that. And I have practiced like, you know, that is a performance and there's value to it. But I was gonna say to you was is what I find almost uh, interesting about that character is that most, I mean, I guess it's the, the circles I choose to travel in, but the people I've met that have continued on with music 
don't seem to be that guy or <laughs> have been that guy. Right. The people that like stick into it. And it's very interesting because it's like that guy, music is important to you. It's part of his identity. He wants to do it at a party. But then like you, you were never that guy. No. Right. And neither was I really. Um, I don't know. It's almost like a different set of skills. I'm like, what, what where's the golf? Because that's, that's supposed to be music guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're like that's the you think that's the guy that is gonna go and make music a part of his life for forever, but then it's the people who are like, I would never want to play uh, guitar. It's almost like, right? It's like that's something that we've talked about and other people talked about, like the uh, how it can almost be embarrassing carrying a guitar on the subway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've talked about that with you. But other people have, or like the just the acoustic guitar in general is a, an embarrassing thing. Right. Um, that could also be depending on who you are. I don't know. That's just a ra- random thought because I've thought about my head. I'm like, why am I not the guy who plays guitar sings at a party or, but nobody, nobody wants that. Nobody, nobody wants that. The only person who does want it is the guy doing it. Right. It's funny. I think if you can play piano and there's a piano at the party, that's way more valuable than being the f- frat boy with the, acoustic guitar doing sublime covers uh-huh. <laughs> yeah i mean it is fun to sing songs with people um but yeah i know i want to be i that was one thing I, I learned how to play piano some somewhat but i was like i want to brush up it would be really fun like i've showed up to a party and like i can kind of plunk around but i would love to take hold of the piano and be like all right guys here we go and play some shit right um, and have everybody sing along like that would be really fun. Um, I don't know why the acoustic guitar, maybe it's just been done to death. I think the accessibility of it doesn't filter out enough of the garbage. <laughs> mm, maybe that's what it is. I do. Yeah. I mean, look, I you're talking to a guy who's learned how to sing and play lots of songs on the acoustic guitar. <laughs> and that's mainly what I play. So I'm not, uh, out there if anyone who, who likes that stuff, but, uh, just an interesting interesting thought that crossed my mind (laughs) um yeah um well (laughs) harsh transition but speaking of interesting thoughts was uh this episode was full of them (laughs) of adventure time yeah fucking so many interesting thoughts uh let's go into episode discussion episode discussion All right. Today we're talking season five, episode 41, The Pit. The Pit. Big, crazy episode, um, which we we found out last week. But immediately I was like, oh man, this is, we haven't seen a Jesse Moynihan episode in a long time. <laughs> yeah. And um, Akko Kasuera worked on it as well. Um, but the, which I guess I need to, follow into um i mean that's the classic duo the classic duo i know i feel like we we've given uh jesse maybe more a lot of the uh sort of credit shine when we've talked about yeah his episodes I, in the I past it's just a little bit easier to figure him out because he's more vocal online that's where stuff. i was gonna go yeah. was like i'd like to know of her taste and where it is more um because but but yeah like Jesse has also has forming, so you get to even like that. That's all him, so you get to read and see his visual and style. And like, 
um, the way he writes dialogue with yeah. like the episode with like, especially in this one with like Keoth, like coming in, like that kind of character, it looks like that. And the way he's talking and everything is there's so much information. We literally, it, it, it came in, it started. And I think at like the 92nd mark, I rewound it because <laughs> I was taking some notes and I was also like, dude, there's so much information packed into the last 90 seconds that I need to, like, start this over. Like, literally, it starts with Keoth grabbing Jake, the um, the screen shattering like a pane of glass, him throwing him into a pit in his yoga dungeon and sucking his blood out of Jake. Yeah. So I think into we- a hat. It's like, I was like, holy shit, what is going on? <laughs> So we were kind of able to parse out that this episode is an immediate continuation of the previous episode, but the way it starts is so abrupt uh, that it it, it had me thinking like, oh, is this one of those like narrative disorganization kind of things where it's like, we'll start you somewhere in the middle of the action. And then like, as the episode goes on, you see what happens before it. Like, like one of those like nonlinear kind of things that sometimes the introduction scene is so jarring that like you don't know whether it was supposed to be a continuation of what happened before. Like I mean, the way that we watch it anyway, in uh-huh. random order. Like <laughs> I know. I know. I, I I was too. I'm I'm on Akka's uh um Instagram as well as as a follow. Um as well as the, the Wikipedia. Sorry, I was listening. Yeah. But, but I this I, does in, like follow like logically from the previous episode. It does, which we just don't know what that is. Right. Which at the end of watching this, I was like you called it cheating, but I was like, I just want to see what happened at the end of the last episode because it it must be a continuation. It 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 feels too crazy to right. to be a drop in, um, but you never know. Yeah, I th- so I I think the only information that like we kind of need to know is that the demon sword broke or opened up or something and released mm-hmm. Key off the demon from inside the sword, mm-hmm. and he is now trying to exact revenge upon Joshua. Uh, he doesn't realize that Jake is not his dad. Yeah. Because they look so much alike. And what I think is really a cool, well, cool, interesting part about this episode, and there's some stuff to to pull apart here, but what is fun is that you have Keoth, um yelling at Jake and expecting him to do things that Joshua would have done. Like, why aren't you mad about this? Like, that, like why aren't you coming after me why aren't you like because he's this is a this is about revenge he literally says welcome to revenge as he throws him into <laughs> yeah. the pit but jake is fully accepting it's like okay i guess I'll, <laughs> he sucks his blood out and now his skin is he looks old and weak and feeble and he's like how do you feel he goes my skin's a little weird he's like that's it and he's like yeah i could probably get used to it yeah i could get used to it <laughs> And he's like, yeah. And he's like, be mad about it. He's like, okay. And it, they have this whole exchange where he's like, stop agreeing with me. Why are you listening to me? And it's, it's a pretty classic, like villain kind of shenanigans, uh-huh. right? Like, like this is something that you would see in a cartoon. Like it's a little bit tropey, but they do it in such a fun way. Cause it's, it's very in line with Jake's character. Yes, exactly. What I was going to say. And, but then juxtaposing, Jake's character and who he is and how he behaves next to his father and seeing how different it is, even though he like loves his parents, but like 
whoa, Jake has the apples falling a little far from the tree in terms of how Joshua, like they're handling these situations very differently. Yeah. But not always completely differently because we do get some really interesting footage of Joshua with Keoth. And you think like, oh, he's going to be this like crazy man. But remember like when he gets, you see Joshua in the flashback with him and gets the sword and it's almost, it's like by chance, right? Like Keoth makes the sword by sucking out his own blood and he's like, oh, cool. I got the, that's a great sword. (laughs) Like kind of like Jake, like in fan, it just like kind of happens into it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so this this is a little bit of like an origin story reveal. Yeah. Like we we've known in the past of some rivalry between Joshua and this demon and we know about the demon sword, but we don't have a lot of details about it. And yeah, this kind of gives you the whole story and it was very happenstance. Yeah. It was like Joshua was just doing some like run of the mill demon hunting. Like yeah. nothing very special about the circumstances. Uh-uh. Uh and then <laughs> and then Kioth kind of like outsmarted himself into giving Joshua his blood sword. <laughs> yeah. Which is insane. Um, yeah. Which, which, which is a funny thing that happens in the show. And even in this episode, like they just like happen into things. And like, I even like in this, that they get into these situations and they, Jake, like Jake literally says at one point, like he's stuck in this pit without his blood and everything. And says, oh, don't worry, Finn's going to save me any second now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's almost like they have this sort of faith that it will work out, that they'll help each other, that they'll just have the right tool at the right time <laughs> to defeat whatever circumstance they're in, um, which is cool. Um, and Zen in its own way, which is like, why worry if, because either the solution or is going to come or not. So why worry in this moment about it? Uh, very Zen, Jake. Um, but, but yeah, so Jake's, Jake's interestingly just accepting of it. Um, he's stuck in his pit and he's also given two characters to play off who (laughs) are very dramatic, have huge sort of arcs and like are very, I don't know, like these, these, what it feels like to them is that Jake is encountering them at moments that feel very big to them. And you would think that being in this sort of floating dimension captured by a demon would be for most people, but it's just not for Jake and he's not yeah. treating it with that sort of sincerity. Yeah. The poor little buddy. Little buddy. <laughs> he was like a, a a rock basically with, with arms and legs and a head. And he's never had a friend before. He's pretty much just been in this pit. Uh, and he's glad to meet Jake. Jake, of course, is going to be his friend. And then he just walks into one of the, the booby traps down there and and explodes and dies immediately. <laughs> and then there's the other one, which, which is very sad, but, but funny. Then the other person that they dropped down is Samantha, who's like a dog person, but different than Jake. And is, is she says, like, she calls herself a goddess and she sort of looks like that. Like, a, if you can imagine uh, <laughs> a dog person old goddess sort uh who she was demon hunting and trying to find this person and like and find uh Keoth and gets down and Keoth's like you guys have to, only one person can live in the pit which is like he's he's imposing this role. immediately jake's like we don't have to fight like why is that the rule <laughs> yeah. hey hold on like finn's coming like this is gonna be fine 
and she's so wrapped up into this sort of mythology and needing to fight. I think calls him a coward, but like for not wanting to fight or do any of that. But Jake's totally unbothered by how he's perceived by her. It's all very interesting. Yeah. There's um there's like a, a weird like romantic tension between the two of these characters that like is acknowledged to certain extents by <laughs> by Jake or Lady Rainicorn later. Yeah. And it's like, what's what's really going on here? Well, yeah. Well, she makes an advance immediately on him and she says, I haven't seen um a male dog in years. And now you throw me into a pit with one. This is amazing. And he's like, No, I'm taken. And she's like, Don't you see? The gods, the fate has brought us together. Like, we should be together. Yeah. It's like, it's this very funny, um, just like sort of side thing in this episode is that Jake's relationship with Lady Rainicorn is on display in a way that we don't normally get no. in this show. Um, and it's it's hilarious because like, it's just, it's glossed over so often. It's like, are they married? Like, they have kids eventually. Like, what's like, what exactly is going on here? Like, because Jake still lives well, with Finn. He like, lives with Finn, and he, he's not around there them his family that much. It's kind of confusing. Yeah, like every time like anything comes up about the finer details of their relationship, they kind of like skip over it real quickly, just to like, oh, that's kind of awkward. Let's not talk about it. Uh, and they spend some time on the awkwardness in this episode, which is yeah. hilarious. <laughs> it's because now he's there and he's trapped. Finn's sad, so he calls Lady Rainicorn for help and is like, let's do this. With Which an ongoing joke through this episode is that Finn can't understand Lady Rainicorn because his <laughs> Korean's not good. Yeah. So he's just listening for inflections. <laughs> but Lady Rainicorn in, like, can understand English, can't speak it though, apparently. Because yeah. her actions are in accordance with what Finn is looking for. Um, <laughs> but yes um and yeah so she comes he in the first call he says you know your husband jake and and then it's quickly like confused like are they married <laughs> and and i thought that was like i was like that actually seems in line for like this relationship and with what jake's priorities like jake might not believe in marriage or want to get married but likes having her as a life partner with children and everything i thought that was interesting yeah, then we also get to see that there's video footage, which is supposed to be a video message left for Finn and Jake because Joshua, we've seen this before, right? Like a video library that is that was recorded um, to give them guidance as well as document what Joshua was doing. Yeah, I don't, I don't fully remember how all this was planned out, but like there are ways that Joshua communicates with Finn and Jake from like beyond the grave like there's that one episode where he has like the spirit sparkles i think he calls them um and a lot of a lot of that centers on like the demon sword aspect of of what they're doing because like there's there's plenty of episodes that talk about the demon sword and Keoth and stuff Mm -hmm. um and and after all of that we're in season five now at the end of season five um, you get how casual the actual origin was like he just caught it on video yeah (laughs) and just (laughs) So great, yeah. I know. I yo, know, I was, I forgot. I was like, oh yeah, they're like paranormal investigators. That was like the family business, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, which, so I guess they had cameras running most of the time. Yeah, but it's it's impressive how well cataloged it all is and everything. Yeah. Um, um, I guess there's just so many of those old videotapes lying around that 
<laughs> Jake just grabs one for for whatever project he's working on. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's for Lady Rainicorn or he's just screwing around with BMO. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, screwing around with BMO. We get in like one of the great turns of probably the whole episode. So yeah, so so first off, we're getting to see Joshua and Keoth and he's explaining something. It's interrupted by a couple of videos that Jake has made for Lady Rainicorn <laughs> where he's being sexy. Maybe it's for her while he's it's maybe she she asked for them. I like to think it's okay if Jake's going to be off adventuring because that's what he does while he's gone for an extended period of time. There are these videos or something <laughs> for Lady Rainicorn, which is very great. And then um <laughs> and then th- then the next one after you see a couple of those it's, it's awkward then there's a like a movie or a play that sort of jake is a movie that jake's written in which bemo Heat signature two yeah bemo is at a confessional with a priest and the priest is played by the worm who's shelby yeah shelby <laughs> and bemo is talking about um the guilt that the character is feeling after being on a submarine and having to be faced with the dilemma of choosing um, all of their men <laughs> or, or saving the world. <laughs> says, what, what, is this? What, what would you have done? <laughs> and then Shelby doesn't remember their line and says, check please. That's Shelby's catchphrase. Yeah. The anti catchphrase. Oh, okay. That's yeah. So this show didn't, was like Pendleton Ward was very specific about like, yo, we're not doing cartoon catchphrases. That's bullshit. Like, I don't want this show to be like that. Um, so like the one sort of anti catchphrase is Shelby just sort of nonsense saying check, please. Oh, wow. That's funny. <laughs> Although I feel like, like didn't like mathematical and algebraic kind of become catchphrases. Well, I think we've talked about this a little bit. Like they're so recognizable as like a, a first point of reference by a lot of people with the show, but that kind of language didn't stick around beyond the first season really. No. It was more of just like they said that in the the pilot short and the first couple episodes. So it was like it's I mean it's memorable. So yeah. it it may I don't even I don't I know. Like, I feel like Cartoon Network may have just put that on shirts at Hot Topic or some shit. And, and yes, and that's why it continued on. Sure, I don't. I don't even know. Maybe Pendleton Ward recognized it as being like, "Yo, this is getting too catchphrasey. We gotta nix this." Yeah, because um, I remember reading plenty of stuff from him saying that he was like very much against that. So yeah. the mm, check, please. Like that's <laughs> doesn't yeah. mean anything. It's no. Just, <laughs> um, yes, but funny. I I love though man the writing on this episode is so tight yeah. as madcap as like the action is like every it's very well written because that little vignette yes establishes that shelby in a priest costume can can actually bless holy water right so what is right okay so in these video sequences so we see that then after that we see the footage of joshua and keoth and the creation of the sword in which Keoth is going to circle or uh, suck the blood out of Joshua, which he can do. And it's a very cool animation when he does do that and goes to suck the blood out of Joshua, but then tastes it and goes, uh, and the blood goes back to Joshua goes, your blood is so harsh or something. And he goes, of course it is. I've just been drinking nothing but holy water, (laughs) which is bad for demon. And he goes, speaking of which I have to go to the bathroom. He goes to the bathroom. Keoth is like, I need to suck blood. I guess I'll just suck my own blood. (laughs) Which and does it and then creates the sword. Um, that's like 
so in vampire lore, I think this is this is always like a last resort where like vampires need human blood. They can't suck vampire blood. Uh-huh. And if there are no humans available, like they get to the last resort and they have to like cannibalize another vampire and it never works out. Like they can't actually survive on vampire blood. Like it'll yeah. work, but it'll disfigure them or something. Um, so yeah, sucking his own demon blood, like it depowers him basically. Like it's, it's uh, like, this is clearly like not the, the, not what he's supposed to be doing, but it's yeah. like the only thing he can think of. And it cr- creates this cool sword. And he's like, he's all like, like shriveled and, and he, like he, he, he's like on fire or something, but then he loses like his, like his glow or something like that. Yeah. He's like on the ground, but he's got a sword now. Now he's got a sword. And he, so he breaks his chains with the sword, which yeah. is like a cool little constellation. <laughs> yeah. And now he's out and you're kind of like, oh, okay. So I guess this is a good thing for him. But then Joshua comes in and gets the sword. He, he throws holy water on him. Oh, right. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, it's, well, and, in his weakened state, it's like just a glass of holy water is enough to completely right. dis- disable him. And then I guess then he's trapped inside the sword after that. Uh, something. I, I don't know the yeah. physics of how that works out. I don't know. But but now to the tightness of the writing. Now it's established that holy water um, can like very much harm or destroy so then later on, in the- and it's funny because like those two clips in the video are back to back, like back, BMO yeah. in a confessional and then Joshua using holy water. And yet I didn't establish the connection of like a priest and holy water. Like they're, they're disparate enough. Yeah. Like thematically. It feels crazy. But yeah, but they're. <laughs> I thought it was insane that, that I was like, I can't believe that the, this, this footage of this weird Jake movie is like in a church that I was like, is a, a crazy turn. Um, and then it's like, okay, that's why it happened. Later on in the episode, at the very end, as Finn, as Jake said, would come to his rescue, has a sword, and it looks like the demon sword, and he's going to suck it in. Right. At that point, I was like, but I thought the sword was broken. How did, right. what, what's going on here? That's what I thought, too. And then he goes, oh, and he and tells him that it's you know demon blood. He's going to suck it in, and it's going to be a whole thing. But and then what does he say? Like demon, demon blood sword beats demon. Yeah. And Jake's like, that's not correct, bro. Yeah, that's not how that works. And then he goes, yeah, it'll work. And then he sucks it in, and only to be revealed that this that it was frozen like grapefruit juice or something yeah. that was blessed by a priest. The priest being Shelby the worm, and now he's inhaled it. And this and this his, kill- bl- his blessing was mm, Jack, please. Yeah. <laughs> that's how he blessed it. And I guess he's. Uh, an official enough priest to for it to because then it actually happens and works and and Keoth is vanished. Um, I man, yeah, this 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 actually doesn't make sense, but no. it, but it does. It it's does. like it, this shouldn't work, but the way that it was written and thematically set up, it totally works, and uh-huh. that's enough for me to suspend the disbelief of like why a little worm in a priest costume saying check please can actually make that happen. It, like it, it's so perfect, like it really ties a nice little bow on top of everything i love it so good um yeah and but i was i mean i was so i started thinking about i was like he's not an ordained priest so should that actually work with holy water but if you go down and sort of think about like okay well what is if holy water is simply just water blessed by a priest now say the only thing that's giving it its power is the belief in the person that doing it has the ability to do it 
So the only thing giving holy water its true power is the belief that it was it was blessed and that the person doing it. So it's I guess what I'm trying to say is is that like there's nothing really official about holy water. <laughs> it's just all based on faith. So if we all just accept that Shelby <laughs> and believe it, then why is it any less official? I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah. And why can't you put it in a frozen grape juice right. sword? <laughs> right. So I was like, okay, I guess that kind of makes sense. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's all going on. And they go, and I think one of the more interesting things that's posed in this uh, episode is they get Samantha out. They, they, it's un, they unshatter everything, goes back to the treehouse. They let her go. And she says something. She goes... Interesting how those stretchy powers didn't show up until the end or something. Like where or where were those stretchy powers? Um, and she leaves, and you kind of go, "Huh, yeah." Like Jake didn't try to escape at all. Yeah, I mean, was not having his blood affecting. That's that's. Then they, I guess, Lady Rancorn kind of asking goes, "Yeah, well, what, what was I supposed to do? Like, you know, like he was up there the whole time and." I didn't have my blood and I was like, and he like gets lightheaded. And that's kind of how I understood it was that he, he, without his blood, he he was impaired. Yeah. Because I guess the moment he gets his blood back, he's able to get away from Samantha immediately and stretch out of there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it kind of is a power in and of itself that he was able to just hang around and do shit without his blood in the first place. (laughs) I guess that's good, but it did, but it, but it, whether or not like, Put that aside for a second. Like as discussed, Jake was very accepting of everything going on, <laughs> yeah. which is almost not alarming, but it, it is cause for question. But I mean, we know about Jake's general philosophical view about everything. Yeah, I, I think that's now that I'm getting a larger arc of of uh, the Jesse Moynihan episodes. I think that's more on display in the episodes that he storyboards Jake. Mm-hmm. Um that Jake is definitely a little bit more elevated in his zenness um, yeah. in in Jesse Moynihan episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a little curious and cause <laughs> for question, I would say. Um, especially when he does have a wife or partner at home and a friend and people care about him to to sort of just be content with this problem. Although he did want to get home and he was still loyal to his wife. He knew Fitton was coming for him. So I guess he's not totally, you know, leaving them out to dry. But very interesting stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, very, very interesting. I mean, I have, I have a couple other just random things I wrote down. Uh, is that the the title card music? Oh yeah! Immediately, I was like LCD sound system, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess like whatever like synth noises they were using were very close. To- yeah. What What is that like? It's like a, a thing. Uh huh. It's like a they. It's at the beginning of like um, um, I I the song. This is the song I I made. Yeah, it's like boom, 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 boom. Uh, someone great. That's the song I'm thinking of. But that's like a very identifiable. Hold on, please. Oh, here it is. This is the. It sounded like this, right? Um. The, the songs oh my god take a while to heat up wait here this sound 
<laughs> feeding back. Um, but that uh, was the, the no, Simpsons. No, it wasn't. It wasn't really that one. It was. That's kind of what I remember it sounding like. Okay, it could be a different synth sound. Uh, not that synth sound. No. Yeah, this one. Yeah. Yeah, the one, the one with the hundred million plays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is this synth? It's hey, like a big fat Google. What is the synth on "Dance Yourself Clean"? The higher, the 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 one that's higher in the register, that's that almost sounds like a different sound, right? Like this is a bass synth, and then it's that's the lead. I think it. I don't know. Sounds like it could be the same instrument, maybe just like yeah, a, a little bit of a different tone for yeah. that one sound. Did it come up? Uh, what is the instrument? This guy is using a a Moog, right here. If you are music maker, you're online. This guy's using a the Arturia Moog to to make the sounds. Yeah. Uh, somebody says Jupiter Four. Oh, interesting. This person did it on a microcorg. I see. Yeah, um, you can do a lot on a microcorg. Mm hmm. Everyone has one. This mini log, I bet, right next to you could probably do it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But uh, we did notice that in, in the beginning which is cool some cool music too later on when keoth is going with some 8-bit sounds and it was getting real real wild um you come in and i was like first i was like are we in the nightosphere and then jake asks where are we and he goes you're in my yoga room <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't even talk about keoth's preoccupation with with yoga right that's a funny little joke yeah the whole time they're in that that world, that dimension, it, it it's like the screen is shattered. Yeah, which which I was like, because they they go through a mirror which breaks. I was like, is this like Prismo shit? I don't. Yeah, I don't, it's some other plane of existence. And I guess they just use that device to illustrate like we're somewhere beyond the regular <laughs> world now. It's like some other pocket dimension that demons live in. I don't know. It's crazy that he's able to just. Maybe that's explained in the episode previous yeah. to this one. Um. I don't know. It is. I guess it's a. It's a nice little device used to just like. It 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 says to the viewer like we are somewhere else right now, and then they immediately ask where are we, and it says in my yoga room, and then it's like Jesse Moynihan saying back like, "Don't fucking worry about it. Just yeah. just know you're somewhere else." <laughs> I love that. <laughs> right. It's um, like that scene in a uh, Looper. Where they're like, but what if you do, do like if you go back in time and then Bruce Willis is like, don't worry about it, kid. Just like if you try and think about it too much, like it'll all collapse in on you. Doesn't, oh wow, it's not even worth thinking about. <laughs> I never saw that. That's you amazing. never saw Looper, Ryan Johnson's yeah. Looper. Um, I mean, I love uh, time travel stuff, and it's it's uh, definitely a really good movie. 
Um, but yeah, there's like a conversation that Joseph Gordon-Levitt has with Bruce Willis in the beginning of the movie where he's just like asking questions about the mechanics of time travel and they just say, don't worry about it. Like, it's not important yeah. to what's what we're trying to do here. Wow. <laughs> it's very meta, but it's like it makes sense with the characters. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Um, I got to see it. Yeah. Uh, J- J- Jake, yeah, lets out a. Like when he throws him into the pit, he's like, you'll be here and whatever. He goes, huh? Huh? Like he just like <laughs> accepts it immediately, which is great. They're not married. Um, oh, I loved a great use of Jake's stretchy power episode in this episode was where he's missing Lady Rainicorn. So he stretches his finger into a picture of her, <laughs> which isn't quite right because it's all from memory. So he has to edit it. He's not like a great drawer. No, with his own skin. <laughs> um. There's the there's a cut that was really great, like of direction choice, where they're watching another Jake sexy video in which Jake screams or no Finn screams, Lane and Rainicorn screams, and then Keoth screams. <laughs> yeah. And that's how they change from one saying another. Really great stuff. Um Jake refers to himself as JT in the episode. Yeah, that confused me. That's me, JT the dog. I mean Jake the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that that's all about. Let me see if the wiki has a Yeah, no. That was like a um oh here it is. JT Dog Zone. <laughs> Author of the book Mind Game, which focuses on how to get women and likely the pen name of Jake. That's a pen name he uses? Yeah. Dog Zone. J. I've tried to use Dog Dog Zone's advice to get women, but Jake accuses the book of being full of bad advice as seen in Raining Gunther. But he appears in the official artwork of Justin Moynihan. Yes, okay, so it's like this like bad like pickup artist's book that of course Ice King (laughs) is reading and Finn has checked out and it seems there's he he says that it's full of bad advice, but then I guess on the back cover of that book is a picture that looks like Jake in a hat and sunglasses. <laughs> okay, well, that's some miscellaneous mania for you. I love how rich this lore is. Yeah. Jesse Moynihan is just going all in. Um, <laughs> so that was good. Oh, after they watch the videos, um, BMO asks them, would you like to rate this video? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for that right now, BMO. Yeah. <laughs> there was also like a really amazing BMO. Jake and I uh, know, sorry, Finn and BMO are sitting in the treehouse, like worth all the treasure, just waiting for Lady Rainicorn. They're not doing it, they're just silently waiting. And then she gets there, she like lands on the roof or something. And BMO is like, I bounced up and down, and I thought that it was my body, but. Like, what does is, what is little BMO say? Oh, yeah, it says something weird. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was, it was, it was like, what? And then you just keep going. It was one of those. Like, I, my body bounced up and down, and I, I thought that it wasn't happening in my head, but it was, or so, it was like, yeah, I didn't do it. Um, um, oh yeah. Later, I like, I like Jake's rebuttal of Samantha, kind of really like almost like attacking his masculinity or heroic nature by saying, "Why aren't you fighting?" Like. Because she's like talking these old hero sort of conventions and tropes of like a real hero like stands for something and, and I will fight till I die and blah, 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 blah. and Jake's just like I don't want to do any of that <laughs> and she says you know 
now that you you have returned me to my home, I I um rescinded my oath to kill you or something. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you made an oath. Cool. <laughs> Which is, I just love them not buying into the whole paradigm that like Keoth and Samantha and this whole like, like rules. Right. And it, it's interesting because Finn and Jake are the heroes of Ooh. Right. And like, and, and they don't buy into any, when anyone starts going into this, it's almost like, it's like you're reading the Bible and there's all these rules of demons and gods and the mythology and they just... <laughs> It doesn't bother them. It doesn't intimidate them. It doesn't scare them. They're, they don't care. Right. It's kind of like um, the Enchiridion. One of the early episodes is like the quest to find it, which is like this holy text of like how to be a hero, like yeah. the instruction manual. And then Finn just spends like entire seasons forgetting about it. Like he he goes on this quest to get it and then doesn't pay any attention to it. It's like, this is like the manual. This is ha- what you're supposed to be doing. And he's just like, he can't be bothered to actually read it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I, that's probably a, a grander philosophical point being made there. Yeah. Um, which is what, that's like, uh, I think it has to do kind of, like Sean has his tattoo on his arm that says like, do not seek to be the master seek what the master sought. So it's sort of like, why sit around trying to like read this manual and be this with the greatest hero when it's like the greatest hero was only able to write that book because they went out searching and doing it in their own way. So I, I kind of like that. Um, and um, yeah, that was all that, that was, I actually wrote some good notes to, cause I was like, this is so dense. We can't forget about this, but uh, we need, we do need to talk about the snail. Well, Nick, did you see the snail? No. Eric, did you see the snail? No. Oh, okay. I did look for him, but there, there's so much going on. Yeah. There was a lot in this episode. Yeah. Um, I looked in some places I thought he might normally be. Like when we see like the pit that he's in, the titular pit, I was like, it's, he's got to be around here somewhere. And I don't didn't see him. Yeah. Any, no big wide shots in the treehouse. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, we could look it up, but we're not gonna. We're not gonna. <laughs> no. Um, before we go into Miscellaneous Mania, if you've been enjoying this episode and you've made it this far, first off, thank you. You have great tastes and patience, really. <laughs> yeah. I hope I didn't say um too many times or we didn't stammer. I, I took all the ums out. Oh, thank you. Do you do that? I know you take some out. I take, I take as many out as I can be bothered to. Mm. Depends on how tired I am when I'm editing the episodes. How many? Are there episodes where there's noticeably more? Oh yeah. Well, the whole the whole stretch of episodes from the back end of 2022 when I was just we we mentioned this a couple episodes ago. My editing was very lax. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I just meant like you you're listening to it. You're like, wow, Nick and Eric just ummed way more in these episodes than they usually do. Oh, uh, we're back and forth. Okay. I, I, I would assume that my stammering and ums have been like at an all time high over the last, like since episode, the 100th episode special. Cause I've, I feel like I've just been scattered every time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so I shouldn't, we shouldn't really be incepting that into our minds. Cause once you start listening for it, you hear it. So I know. This don't ep- think about that. Don't this episode was that. a good refocusing episode. I think I fully agree. Um, you hear that? I just said, um, <laughs> 
because I was remembering where I was going, and I do, which is like, thank you to the listener. If you like the podcast and you want to support us, just right now in whatever app you're listening to, give us five stars. If you're on Spotify, you actually can now. There's a uh, a star rating system, Apple, iTunes. You know how to do that, probably. Actually, and maybe not. Most people aren't leaving podcast reviews unless they're told to, which is why it's kind of a weird thing that they they use. But please do it. Helps us within the algorithms. We're also over on all social media, Adventure Guys Podcast. Yeah, you can you can steal your friend's phones. I, I oh. remember I, I did this with my mom's phone. Mm-hmm. And and rate us on your on your friends apps. That's a really good one. I we haven't been doing that enough. We've we every guest is supposed to do that when they walk into Adventure Guys headquarters. We need to make sure that that that's actually happening. Oh yeah, there's like a bunch of people upstairs. We take all their phones oh. right now. <laughs> um. Okay. Let's remember that when we get off air. Um. Yeah. And then we're also yeah Adventure Guys New York on Twitter. We're on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok. Adventure Guys podcast. And you can also always email us at did you see the mail at gmail.com if you ever want to get in touch and just spread the word and we thank you. Um, let's go on to Miscellaneous We went into some of it that I wanted to discuss. So the place that they're in is called the Broke Up Dimension. Mm, okay. Wish there was more on uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> Just feels like some Prismo shit to me. Owl shit. There's the uh, the Crystal Dimension where Tree Trunks goes to gain like crazy laser powers or something. <laughs> is that with the, the Crystal Apple? Yeah. That's where she goes after she grabs the apple. <laughs> she disappears for like a season and then they have to go into the crystal dimension and Tree Trunks is going nutso shooting lasers in there. <laughs> Out of her eyes? I don't remember. <laughs> oh my God. I totally forgot about that. We've got to watch that. Oh my God. Oh, if you haven't, man, I'm missing these Jesse Moynihan Akko episodes. I also missing Tree Trunks big time. <laughs> yeah. How many episodes does Tree Trunks appear in? That's a great question. One I should know. I was wondering. <laughs> I was. We've talked about Adventure Guys tattoos, which I still want to talk about at some point. I'd wondered if I should get a Tree Trunks tattoo, but I don't know if I actually want that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, looking for the episodes. Okay. Okay, she's in it a whole lot. But there's only a hand or two handfuls of uh, major Tree Trunks episodes. One, two, three, four, five. Yep, ten. Literally two handfuls of, like, real Apple Wedding. That's got to be it, right? No, it's Crystals Have Power. Where's that? Oh, the second one. Yeah. That's how early it is? (laughs) Well, I guess that's back when the apple pies are still a big part of her thing. Right. Which, well, she gets zapped into the crystal dimension pretty early on. Oh, it's like, in the first episode. It's like, it's season one, episode like six or something like that. Yeah. In the first Tree Trunks episode, right? Yeah. That's how it ends when she, it's, it's that insane. Yeah. Crazy ending. Do we do that episode? I don't think so. We've no, talked we've about it a lot. We've just talked a lot. 
<laughs> Gem Apple, yes. It's so core to uh, Tree Trunk's character, this episode, her debut. It seems like maybe they just made up a random character to like zap out of existence at the end. Yeah. And then a season later, they're like, what if we brought this crazy elephant lady back? <laughs> <laughs> and see where she went. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great... Uh, it's a great question. I just okay. Here's something I just did, which was I in YouTube. Um, I put in Gem Apple. So the first thing is that clip, which is what I wanted to see. Great. Then it just starts bringing up a whole host of weird videos after it, which is cool. I this is actually a gr- I've never tried doing this before on YouTube, which is like just maybe just type in two random words <laughs> and just see where you go. Because I'm looking at this right now. Okay. Hudson's gem apple. This is like an outdoorsy man with red beard with just a potato. But oh I guess it's a, I guess it's a gem apple. Okay. 418 views. Then there's an then there's a whole apple jam video. 1.8 million, which is people making apple jam. Okay. Um here's an old PC, Apple Lisa. Okay. Okay. Here's this is not in English. <laughs> more apple butter <laughs> apple someone made a there's pro okay this looks interesting it's called gem apple john which looks like a, a song somebody made let me just see what that sounds like it's got some interesting artwork it's like an old looking photo of a guy running through the forest this is like some john bryany sounding piano music. and mallet percussion this sounds like John Bryan. Or little Elliot Smith vibes. I kind of like this. This is... Yeah. This is really good. Yeah. Grayson Gilmore. Let's look him up. Yeah, I like this. I'm looking at his website right now. Oh, he is a film composer. Bunch of short films that he's scored. Bunch of records. Oh, here's the record. No Constellation. Oh, he's from New Zealand. Okay, let's see what else we got here. This is awesome. I know. I really like this song. <laughs> it's a really cool production. Well recorded. <laughs> Holy shit. How did we just stumble upon this? Yeah. It's, this is the power. That, that's, a co- that's a cool cover that he has. Yeah. That was intriguing to me. Grayson Gilmore... No Constellation is the album. We're listening to the song Gem Apple John. Very talented. Yeah, only 282 Holy months shit. Listeners. This guy's getting slept on. Yeah. This album's from 2010. Well, I'm going to go ahead and help him and save this to my library 
I bet a bunch more of this this record is probably good. Let's no Constellation by Grayson Gilmore. Yeah, I'm going to go listen to this tonight. This whole record. It's cool. Damn, this sounds cool. <laughs> I really like that. Okay, this is providing some fruits. What else is... Hold on, let's see what else is in the, the Gem Apple search on YouTube. Um, okay, next up. How to search for content on the Gem app for Apple TV. Okay, why do you... How to search? It's not just a search engine? <laughs> okay, weird. Um, Kirby Clash passwords for Gem Apple's Nintendo Switch. I guess it's some Kirby... Okay. Um, this this section is weird to me. I don't know if you how often you go on YouTube these days, but you you get your searches. Then, like ten searches down, it's this new little area, and it goes people also watched, and they give you like four or five results that are like kind of related, but they think maybe you might like, and then I and then it, then the results keep coming. It's sort of weird that way. Like it's like other Adventure oh, Time yeah. Apple videos. There's Apple Pro headphones and then there's post malone talking about magic cards and a bugatti i don't fucking know oh it's no it's sorry post malone on magic cards versus a bugatti it's a it's youtube shorts um, oh is it like what's the better purchase probably let's see what he has like to what's say. better investment you want, you want to spend money on magic cards i can buy magic cards like all fucking day I like that. Yeah. <laughs> he seems pretty cool. Have you seen any of the footage of him uh, on stage recently? Not recently. Well, Th- there, I have seen like surprising videos of him just like singing without autotune or singing real songs. It's like, yeah. oh, this guy is a good musician. Yeah, like, he knows how to play guitar. He did the whole like Nirvana cover set. That's he, right. Which was really and good. Was Travis Barker playing drums on that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then he's like, he's huge. He loves a like he loves a lot of different music. He did like a country, some country stuff that sounded awesome. And then he also he loves Fleet Foxes. He got Fleet Foxes dance song. Um, I know he was into Portugal the Man as well. He's like into a lot of different type of music, but he just seems like a genuinely cool dude. Um, but there was a, he's been dancing on stage in this way that is like really endearing to watch. Okay, hold on, let me find this. Um. I don't. He fell off stage, which I don't really want to see. <laughs> Fuck. Post Malone. But there's been him. He's been like dancing on stage, and it's like, um, really, um, here's, and it's like really, he's like really feeling himself. But it, and it, it's, it's like he's like not extremely masculine about how he's performing and he just looks really natural um fuck i clicked on some bullshit ad all right this isn't 
This isn't working. See, I guess this is the magic of whoever's cutting up TikTok clock, uh, clips because I'm, I'm zipping through an hour thing and I can't find the... I just want the five second amazing clip I saw. Thank you, whoever does that. All right, fuck it. Okay. Can you search for Post Malone dancing? Um, yeah, let me try that. See, see how this one is. Oh, here he goes. See, he's not good at it, but he's having a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there he goes. Um, let's see this. There, you, I like this one. See, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is like one of the biggest pop stars in the world and he's just badly <laughs> dancing to his own music but i i really like it um he seems cool to me um okay we don't have to go through all the jam apple stuff um <laughs> but i'm just curious see now it's just giving me other shit that's not related oh here's another person who wrote a song called jam apple let's see what this sounds like we, we struck gold with the first one i don't Marco Narco. I think I prefer, um, you know, the first one, uh, Jim Apple John by <laughs> Grayson Gilmore. Oh, this person's named Jim, and this is an album. <laughs> and she's eating an apple on the album yeah. art. <laughs> great that we got this weird intersection of search terms <laughs> this is not bad that's cool no that was cool um i kind of like maybe maybe i should title my band gem apple <laughs> as a tr tree trunks uh it's not a bad band name is it no that's a good one okay now we're just now to close it out the gem apple search let's watch the fucked oh my god <laughs> how this insane ending of tree trunks oh i Oh, early Finn's voice sounds different. They have to give that little epilogue clip to show that she's okay. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, she literally explodes. It's not it's not even that she zaps out of existence. Like her body explodes like a balloon. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Um what the fuck were we talking about before? Yeah, when we get to that actual episode, we're gonna have nothing left to talk about. I know. <laughs> it's the craziest thing ever. Um we're we're in miscellaneous mania on the pit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I forget how we got how we got there. Oh, Bimo says this is this is what I was trying to say. 
But they put in here that Bimo and Finn were meditating, and Bimo says, I thought my body was hopping up and down, but I was sitting still. A common experience uh, among practitioners of chakra meditation. Interesting. Uh, where the fuck they get that? <clears throat> but interesting. I wonder if that's true. Um, some dead air. The, uh, the, the home movie that they made, Heat Signature 2, sequel to Heat Signature, which is the movie featured in the episode i don't really remember that is this like did this seem to you like an always sunny situation where they're just like making a sequel to a movie that they like i i didn't know i thought that that that, like i was like is heat signature something that i don't remember like i i thought they might is either that or they had made this and i forgot about it I couldn't remember what the fuck was going on. Yeah, I, I forget what heat the original heat signature was, but it seemed like they were d- making their own version of a sequel that they wanted. Yeah, like the Always Sunny. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. Did, like Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon Five. Or, I've been listening to their podcast. Oh yeah, it's good. It's good. I appreciate all the uh, like behind the scenes stuff that they say, but like how they were making and writing the stuff. Mm-hmm. I like that kind of. Me too. And I thought it was gonna get old. The podcast I've listened. I mean, I, I've kind of tuned out now. But it's it's still good and like they've they've developed bits and there's like things happening as it goes on. They had Danny DeVito on, which was great. Oh, I haven't um, gotten up to that one yet. It's good. And they're they do I think they it's interesting hearing them deal with like episodes they made that were like that they wouldn't make now <laughs> because of how like right. distasteful it was and stuff. And it's interesting hearing them have to talk about that stuff. It is um yeah, I do appreciate hearing them talk about it stuff because I think like even still like there's so many fans of that kind of humor that aren't getting what they were trying to do at the time and don't get that even like yeah. Even even if they were trying to do something like it hasn't aged well and there're people that that are still taking it at face value um and uh just hearing them talk about that kind of shit yeah, it's interesting. I, I, there's some YouTube essays on. We may have mentioned this, but uh, it's not, I forget what it's called. It's all, all about YouTube. But they said something like, uh, like, un, it hasn't, it's like uncancelable, or someone was like, this is like one of the shows that sh- should have been canceled, or like, there, there's so many things that they have, like, they're like, how do you get away with like having multiple episodes of characters fully in blackface? And that show is still going on. You know, like they they ask these questions. I think some of those episodes might not be on Hulu anymore, but um, it's a cool. It was an interesting essay, and I think they were talking about how like at at the the and it's and they always say like you know it's like all these comedians are always bemoaning that you can't say this anymore, you can't joke about that. But they're like, but then Always Sunny keeps doing it. <laughs> so does South Park, but I think Always Sunny does it almost better in my opinion and uh and uh i think they're kind of boil i'd watch it again but i think that person's argument was boiling down to the the fact that the awfulness is always on the characters and there's never any ambiguity that they are awful that what they're doing is awful and what we're we're laughing at is we're laughing at them not with them yeah Yeah. um which is interesting (laughs) okay uh what are we oh heat seeker there's heat signature three um in the in the episode uh video makers, which is interesting. <clears throat> I don't remember any of that stuff. I guess we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah, that's a that's a real Easter egg. 
Okay. Oh, there's a there's a butterfly on Finn's head when he's meditating. Oh. That's like his astral beast. Um, I think like his first corporeal form of his soul was a butterfly. Mm. Oh. All right. I think that covers enough for me. Okay. So let's pick what we're going to watch next week. Yes. What are we going to watch next week? What are we going to watch? Fourteen, which is season one of the Witch's 14. Garden, which I don't think we've seen. Yeah, I don't know. A witch steals Jake's shape shifting powers, but his ego makes getting them back very difficult. We did not watch that. All right, cool. And maybe we should, um, you know, institute the YouTube search as a. Uh, an interesting uh, thing to put in. What's so? What's the episode called? It's called like Witch's Garden, right? So it's yeah. like, should we do YouTube Rabbit Hole as a new segment? I don't want to make a song, but uh, <laughs> j- right, you just search Witch's Garden, and there's already a whole bunch of weird shit. <laughs> Magical plants. <laughs> yeah. So I just we don't need to go into it, but there's a witch holding like a huge ass zucchini. What? <laughs> yeah. So let's do that next week. But let's let's just remember. Remind us to do that. Um, Cool. Well, good app. Thanks, everybody. All right. Peace out, y'all.